The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. State of Recruiting's Open Mic. I'm Mike Roach of Horns247, and each week I'll be sitting down with a friend or colleague from the industry to talk about football and recruiting. This week's guest is Coach Chad Rogers of the Denison Yellow Jackets. Coach Rogers is a longtime Texas high school football coach who's been at two big stops in Snyder, Texas, and Denison. In Snyder, he coached Sonny Cumbie, and at Denison, he's coaching a tremendous team, including Jadarian Price, one of the top running backs in the 2022 class. Coach Rogers talks about uh, his philosophies on coaching, uh, some of the things that make Jadarian special on and off the field, and some of the best players he's ever seen during his time in the business. So please enjoy this conversation with Denison head coach Chad Rogers. All right, and now joining me on the uh, State of Recruiting podcast, Open Mic, it is a, a good friend of mine. It is Denison head coach Chad Rogers. Coach Rogers, thanks for making some time for me today. No, oh, thanks for having me on the show. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Coach, I want to I wanna get, uh, get right into kind of your background and, and your history. But um, first, as we ask everybody on here, what have you been doing to get through the quarantine? Are there any uh, interesting shows you've been watching? Uh, anything to pass your time? Yeah, um, I've watched a lot of Netflix. You know, I, I should have bought stock in that that or I guess Amazon but um, or Zoom <laughs> yeah yeah you're exactly right yeah, that's exactly right but you know and I, I've watched a lot of um of videos videos just um personal enhancement videos of just not like motivation but just ways to be better be a better leader or um you know just just general stuff like that so um and, and we zoom a lot with our kids um I've reworked our practice schedules probably 15 20 times but um you know, and I, I spend a lot of time doing that. Try not to think too much about what I should be doing because you don't want to live, you know, if you live in the should-be world, you you end up shoulding all over yourself and you smell bad. So <laughs> I stay out of the should-be world. Um, I talked to an offensive coordinator earlier this, this like, basically week two into the quarantine. So I need to check in on this guy again because it's been since then. But he said, you know, if this thing goes on much longer, I'm just going to create a new offense by the end of it. <laughs> Have you gotten to that point yet? <laughs> Well, you know what I've done is I've gone back through all my stuff, like when I first got coaching and why I practice schedules, because, you know, sometimes you forget what got you to where you, where, where you are now. So it's been, you know, I've been digging back through my boxes and going through practice schedules and, and plays and, you know, kind of re- reaching out to some, some kids that I've coached in the past and, and relationships that you've made, because you know, the connections you make with people are the most important. That's what makes this job fun. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's something I wanted to talk to you about. So when I first met you, it was about a year ago at a seven-on-seven state qualifier right after Texas had offered uh, your your sensational young running back, Jadarian Price. And, um, you know, Matt, I, I, I blame Matt Stepp for this because he kind of was like, 
you know, Chad's, uh, it depends on who introduces you to him. And I was kind of like, Am I, I should, should I be intimidated? And then, yeah. uh, getting to know you coach, like, you know, you do, you definitely have an old school look, you're, you're a little stern face, but getting to know you, you've got a really special relationship with your players and your coaches. Um, you know, how do you, I, I'm sure there are times where you're kind of a, for lack of a better word, a hard ass, but, um, how do you kind of balance that? And what do you, I mean, what do you see as the most important core values to you as a coach and a leader? You know, I've been asked that several times throughout throughout my career, and um, I I just think, and it goes back. To, I think the quote comes from Mother Teresa, or that's who I'm going to give credit for it. But you know, kids forget, and people forget what you say and do, but they never forget the way you make them feel. And um, and I people that are genuine with me that that make you just feel, you know, that that are there to build a relationship or to connect or just genuine people. That's that's who I want to be around. And you know, and that's what we try to do. And I try to be that type of person and, you know, and, and stick to my values and, and, and my standards and, and, and enjoy, enjoy kids. I mean, they're, they're kids. They're only, you know, that we keep saying, well, they're young men or they're men and, and they are, but they're, they're still kids and, and they deserve us to be treated right. And, you know, and, and I still, I started coaching early in, in life and um, I've reached out. Some of my players are turning 50 and turning 50. <laughs> So, and I'm 52. So, I mean, that just shows you how I think I was 21, maybe 22 years old. So, um, so that's been pretty neat to, to, cause then they'll say, I can still run a so and so 40 years. So, so. <laughs> so technically we're not too far apart, but I really didn't answer your question, but that's just kind of, you know, kids are important. Um, you know, building those relationships and letting them know they trust you. Cause you know, if people trust you, they're going to play harder for you. They're going to believe what you got to, you know, what you say. And, and they're going to communicate with you, but we're going to blame Matt up for a lot of stuff. In this podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Matt was actually our guest a week or two ago. So our listeners will be very familiar with him. Um, what got you into coaching? Was it uh, something you always wanted to do or, or, you know, did it was just something you came out of college and decided this is for me now? No, I was, I was one of the few guys that never changed majors. I changed colleges a lot. Um, I, I tried to play college football right out of high school and, um, Obviously, everybody plays college football right out of high school. But um, so I played that. And then, then I decided – so I've always wanted to be a coach. But, I, you know, I, I got out of – I tried to quit college twice. Um, one time I went in the oil field in, in, in Midland, and, and I tried to quit back then. And um, I realized that I wasn't – those guys are tough. Um, so <laughs> I wasn't tough enough. And I was, actually, I was sitting there in a, in a, in a pickup. We, we were lining pits. Um, and um, – John, the boss, I still remember the conversation. We're sitting there listening to a Odessa Permian Midland League game in like 87. Not the game, but the coaches talk. And, and, and I told the pickup in there, I'm going to coach in a game like that. And, and they all kind of started laughing. because and, and the point was they laughed and they said that not sitting in the chair, you're not sitting in the seat you're sitting in. And they were right. So I, from that time, I called my friend and, and got back into college and, and started going, pursuing it. Um, a couple of years later, I started working for a farmer. Um, in my hometown, where, where actually where I graduated from, and, and, I, and I loved it, so I was going to quit college and just work for him full time. And he fired me. Um, I told him, I said, "Hey, I'm not going to. I want to just do this full time. You got a house? I want to remodel." And he said, "No, because I don't have any work for you anymore." <laughs> so he said, "You're not the guy that that works for the farmer. You're the guy that owns the farm." So I thought that was pretty neat, and I st- that's kind of stuck with me. Never really talked about it a lot, but. I've always known I wanted to coach. Um, I've just had people along the way help me out. 
Yeah, and that's what I think everybody gets. You know, you have to have those people to, to kind of push you along the way. For me personally, like my wife, when I, I, I didn't go to school, I didn't finish college. And so I told my wife one day, hey, I like to write. Like it's something I enjoy doing and I love football. And she was the one that pushed me into like, then just go do it. Like you can write anytime you want. You don't yeah. need a degree to do it. Um, and I've kind of built that up into a career now. So, oh, yeah. you know, luckily she's, she's been there to pass it along. You talk about that Midland Lee Odessa Permian game. Um, maybe not to that level, but you certainly coach your fair share of, of, you know, big time games. One of the things I'm most interested in seeing is the, uh, the battle of the ax. Uh, you guys told me about it a lot when I came out there last spring, we got to watch it on Fox sports Southwest last year to open up the season. How special is that rivalry between Sherman and Denison? And, and you know, what, what kind of makes it, you know, that, that big of a rivalry? Well, you know, they've been doing it for 100 – they've played 122 times, so they've been doing it since, like, 1901. And then there's a couple years because of the wars they didn't play, and then a couple times they played two or three times in a year. So it's just – you could have five generations that have played in this thing. I mean, it's just crazy. I've been a part of – this is only my third place I've ever coached in, in 31 years, and everybody has a rivalry. Like, in, in, in New Mexico where I coached, uh, it was Las Cruces High – versus Mayfield. And, um, you know, we had to have it at Aggie Memorial because you'd have 28,000 people there, which that was a unique rivalry. And then you had, um, of course, in Snyder, you had the, the Snyder versus Sweetwater rivalry that we've been going on from the 20s. But what makes this one unique is that how, the history behind it and that both teams have been very successful, you know, outside of it as well. But in the town itself, because you're separated literally by a street. I think you and I talked about that when mm -hmm. you were here, that, that – so, and you got so many people that have, that maybe graduated from, they could have graduated from Denison, but then lived 20 years in Sherman. But when that game comes on, they're wearing their yellow jacket. They're wearing black and gold. And, <laughs> you know, families will sit on different sides of the stadium. And, but then our kids hang out together at track meets and stuff. So there's not a, you know, maybe at one time, if you check the history, there was, but there's not a big hatred. It's, it's a huge competition. And, you know, and um, we've been, we've been very fortunate to be on the winning side of that thing. I think it's closest thing you get to that true Friday night lights type of, Hey, the whole town shuts down and both towns basically shut down probably on that night and are out at the stadium. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. The parking passes are what, cause both stadiums are kind of downtown stadiums. So it's, it's kind of unique that way. So, um, and that week, which is, I'll have um, older gentlemen stop by my office just to tell me stories. There was uh, well, one guy, his, his, one of our players' great, 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 or great granddad was on the 1922 team that beat Sherman for the district championship, and and Mr. Munson actually gave them some gold-plated, actually they were, I think, 14 karat gold footballs, with their initials on there, so like little charms. So I got to see that. So it just brings back the history of that. That's what I think makes it unique in itself because everybody has a story about that game. Right, and I think that's what makes Texas high school football unique in itself is is the history and the passion, the family roots, and all those things in those schools. Um, you know, you talked about your players getting older. Your old players are turning fifty now. Uh, one of your most notable players, I would say, at Snyder was Sonny Cumbie. And how, how much does it, you know, to watch his whole career play out? And now he's a major offensive coordinator at the Power Five level. You know, what kind of pride does that instill in you as a coach? You know, and if you if you've been around Sonny, um, more than just the coaching aspect of it, um, you know, I'm, I'm extremely you know proud if that's the right word, or, or 
just appreciate the father that he is to his children and the husband that he is to Tamara. And, you know, I was actually an assistant coach. I had just come over from New Mexico, Sonny's senior year, and I was an assistant coach for David Ball, who was slinging Sammy Ball's son, and, and then Coach Ball retired, and then I took over shortly after that as the head coach. But, um, you know, Sonny's just a, what you see on the sidelines and the calm nature, and, um, you know, he just treats people right. Um, kindness, he's a kind-hearted person. He's got a great mind for the game. The game. Um, you know, it's just, it's really cool. And uh, there's a lot of kids out there that are, that are having success that, um, you know, that we, that we stay in touch with, but he's very visible. Um, and it's, it's neat to go to, just get to set in on the meetings when you go to, to, to clinics or you go to, and there's a, cause there's a personal relationship there. And that's what we talked about. Um, you guys are up tucked into the Texoma area. So for our listeners who don't know, that's right there on the Texas Oklahoma border. Uh, you guys are not far from the border at all, probably 15 minutes or so, I'd say. Um, it's an under recruited part of the state. And I've tried to do my part to change that by uh, coming out, making the drive out to Texoma to visit and, uh, and see your kids. And you've got a lot of kids. What would you say? Um, you know, if you could make, if I'm going to pretend for a minute that I'm influential and that there are college personnel listening to this podcast, uh, what would you say to kind of sell your kids and the kids of Texoma? Well, you know, I, it's a, it's a unique area. Like you said, um, we're, we're not in the Metroplex. We're just North of the Metroplex. Um, we're not in West Texas. So it's, it's a unique area. Our kids, our kids work hard. Um, um, they do, they make good decisions. We're, we're, we got a lot of character that we're pushing into them and, and, and they're responding well. Skill kid wise, we got some outstanding skill kids coming. One of the best classes that we've had as far as a, a class together would be our, our sophomores. That'll be juniors next year. Um, you know, you spoke about Jadarian, but you know, we got Caleb Hevener, um, you know, as our quarterback. They're all, we've got several kids that can play at the next level. But again, I don't, I don't coach at the next level. So, but what you're doing, what's, what you're seeing right now, and I think it's because of social media and friends like you and, and Matt that are, are hey, that there might be worth stopping by. They got some good kids that work hard, that make good decisions, that make good grades. Um, Asa Osborne's a senior for us this year. Um, you know, we've got, we got he'll, him and Jadarin will be in the backfield together. Uh, we've got, just got a, several kids that um you know that we send out information on but you know to sell them we got good hardworking kids we're getting more and more athletic the not having the the spring and, and you know we don't do spring ball because a lot of our kids work and um 90% of them are involved in other sports it, it, they all try out for baseball if they don't make the baseball team congratulations you made the track team so um you know they're all they're all involved in spring sports so we don't really do spring ball we, we do our own we do seven on seven and, and and we move around and you know our kids are showing up um, I'm proud of them I'm proud of the growth that we are in the locker room as much as anything we're going to win a lot of football games um, you know because of athletic ability but you're going to win championships or you win stuff because of character of, of what they're going to do out off the field how, how much the coaches have to deal with that stuff and as far as getting to be better teammates that's what I'm probably most proud of of our kids. Is they're, they're good teammates. They'll work hard and they'll hold each other accountable. Um, Asa Osborne is a kid I've been calling schools about saying, this kid can play for you. Like, so don't, um, it, it's, it's crazy. As, as athletic as he is, just the little glimpses I saw of him last year, it was, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see where he goes. I want to get into JD, but before I do, one of the interesting dynamics I think you have with your program is you guys kind of, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say work closely, but you allow 
uh, a trainer into your into your kind of off-season program with Sean Cooper over there at C4. I know he works with, with a lot of your kids. There's, I have this discussion all the time, and I had this discussion with a major Dallas coach yesterday. There's good trainers out there. There's bad trainers out there. There's good coaches out there. There's bad coaches out there. Um, I think that there are benefits to both sides working with each other. What kind of uh, benefits have you seen from that relationship with, with Sean and his group? Yeah, and, and I think I, – I don't think that there's an umbrella of how you deal with um, outside um, trainers or, or um, you know – what, what the unique part about Sean is that, or Coach Coop, is that I knew him when he was at Southeastern because my daughter was a manager. So we developed a relationship before um, when he was their strength and conditioning coach and the running back coach, and we developed, we became friends then. So there was a trust before he even started his C4 program. But um, kids are going to go somewhere um, nowadays. Uh, we don't have a ton of them that do. We have a ton that are going there right now because they can't go anywhere else. I mean, right. it's just, so it's a good thing that we had that relationship, but you know, he also stresses character. They're going to act right. Um, he's not there. And I'm not saying that, that any of them are, that don't do that, but he, you know, he's not there to make all, he's there to make a difference in their life, just like we are. Um, so he, he's kind of a building block just like us is the kind of the way I look at it. And, and like I said, I trust him. And um, you know, he, he makes sure that they're not going to, they're going to do what we tell them to do. And then he, he's going to build off of that. So um you know, I, I think that there's different ways to look at it, but if, if there's a school function and he has a function, they're going to be at the school function. I mean, they're going to do, and I think that that's, that's important, but um, you know, he, he brings uh, an addition, something new, something different to the table. So um, even though they get to hear the different voices, they get to hear the same message is what I believe. Yeah. And I think, and you know, coach Cooper has been great. We've dealt with him at, at some seven on seven tournaments now that he's kind of taken C4's seven on seven team out on the road. And um, you know, you can really tell he's, he's in it for the kids. And, and that's what I love most in any aspect of coaching, training, whatever, like do it for the kids. Don't, don't yeah, do it for I anything think, else. I think that you're, you know, how we talked about how we're, we're how um, maybe we're under recruited a little bit in our area. And that's, and I think that that's because they just got to be seen a little bit more at, at right. different activities, whatever it is, camps, you know, um, whatever. Maybe it's more seven on sevens because you know the Metroplex area is playing a lot. If you follow volleyball recruiting, you know that they're coming out of that stuff in the summertime. They're, they're all playing so many games, and 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 what you find out is that, and, and this is a new way of thinking for me, because not only do they play with the team, but you also put some of them with the best of the best. So maybe instead of going against just just the same people, now you're throwing something like you spoke about a kid that was getting recruited as a corner that some of our receivers got to go at in that seven-on-seven. So that's got to make our receivers get better because they're going to say, hey, you know, I'm not as good as I I need to be, so I need to work a little bit harder. I need to do something different or better. Absolutely. So we met because of J.D., Jadarian, Jadarian, I don't, I, I just call him JD. You, you call him JD usually. Um, and I'm glad we did because I, I've enjoyed our relationship. And coach, I do got to get some, some Denison gear at some point. I've got to be hey, able to rep, rep the colors. Just, just text me your address. And it's, on, <laughs> it's on its way today. I promise you. I was hoping to come by and pick it up sometime this spring or summer, but, uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, hopefully, maybe we'll get back to the summer and, and could do that. But um, we met because of JD, a special young man. Um, you know, when Texas offered him, he wasn't a guy I knew about, but Matt Steph called me and said, this kid is, I've seen him, he's for real. Um, and he said, you need to meet his coach and, and everything. He said, he'll be at the seven-on-seven seven qualifier, come out to it. And I said, okay. And 
and he was right. What can you tell us about JD both on the field? Um, because JD won't tell us anything about himself. He doesn't like to talk, as you know. Uh, what is it on the field that makes him so special and, and off the field as well? Well, and I'm going to give, give a little bit of background. Mike, uh, Matt sent me a text, too, and said, hey, uh, you can trust this guy. He's a friend of mine. So he'd already done his, he'd already done his work. He's going to come <laughs> and talk to you. And so, um, like, I, Matt and I have been friends. I, since I've been a head coach, um, he was ran a, a program um, 3A down low, I think it was, and, and we met at a couple of playoff games. So, um, but, you know, Jadarian, Jadarian's, he's, um, I've been doing this 31 years, and, What's unique about him is just the way he treats everybody around him. He's, you know, everybody says, well, what's the it factor? What, what it, whatever it is, he has. Um, he makes great grades. He's in all honors classes. Um, you don't have to, 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 to stay on him about his grades. Um, he was late one time to a workout and said it'll never happen again, and it hasn't. Um, he's always on time. He's one of our hardest workers. When you, if you watch the, the Michael Jordan deal, um, You'll see a lot of traits, and I'm not trying to compare him to Michael Jordan. Right. So I don't want people to blow this up that <laughs> Michael Jordan, but he has a lot of the similar traits as far as leadership and you know and and accountability. He's gonna he's gonna work harder or hard as anybody. Um, his character off the field is just second to none. Uh, he doesn't even know who all's offering him. It's not because he's, but he's not. He doesn't want to tweet it out. He wants them. Um, coaches in charge of recruiting to tweet it out you know he doesn't boast about himself the happiest I've ever seen him at a football game and, and we have a lot of fun you know football is a game and it's supposed to be fun so practices you know we ride him pretty hard but the games are supposed to be fun so he he fumbles and he hadn't fumbled he doesn't fumble at all but he fumbled going into the goal line one of the offensive linemen fell on it and scored well, the first guy to celebrate with the offensive lineman that got the credit was Jadarian. And I thought that's so unique because I've coached a lot of running backs and, and they don't act that way. They, um, you know, first of all, they're upset about fumbling. He, he, he doesn't fumble. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just very unique that he's that excited that because they said the, the lineman's name, they said Jose's name over the loudspeaker. And, 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 you know, just to see Jadarian lit up and because – a lineman got to score because he knows what they do for him. And I think that's unique. You know, the, the more the lineman trust you and want to block for the back, the better the back's going to be. So if the back doesn't make them feel very good, the, the linemen aren't going to block that little extra, or maybe stay on that block a little bit longer. If you watch any of our films, you can see that that's what they do because they know how he treats them and, and you know, what, what they mean to each other. And, and, and that's a bond that, that's only created in a huddle, you know. Right. Um, I thought the unique thing about his offer was he was offered personally by, by Coach Herman um, when Texas reached out, which doesn't happen a ton. Um, so, you know, obviously means something. How, what is your feeling of, you know, your dealings with the Texas staff when they've come through or contacted you or if you guys – I've seen J.D. on campus a bunch of times with coaches. I don't know if you've ever been with him on there. But um, what is your feeling with them and the way they recruit and you know, kind of the way they recruit your school? Oh, they, they do a great job. Um, they're top notch. Herb Hand has is, 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 is been around us. You know, we developed a friendship. Corby Meekins, when he was there, Corby and I were friends since Corby first got his head coaching job in, in Houston. So, um, but, so we've been friends for a long time. I know Corby's left and he's back at Houston as an assistant at University of Houston. But, you know, so they, they've, been, they've been great. Coach Shipley I coached against when I was at Snyder. So, and we have a connection with the, with the staff there that they come in. They, um, 
I we I got to sit in on a meeting when, when Jadarian was visiting with the with the running back coach, and I don't remember when. Um, but anyway, he asked. They were talking back and forth, and Jadarian asked wanted to ask him. He goes, "What's in this? Is what you talk about being unique?" Um, he goes, "What's in place once I get my business degree in the in the at the University of Texas as far as a uh, mentor program, or you know wh what's going to happen after I get my degree?" And I thought that's unique. I've been around a lot of kids that's been recruited, and none of them has ever, have ever asked that question. And it wasn't – I didn't tell him, hey, that would be a good question to ask. He's, he understands that there's going to be a lot of life after football's over. And he wants to – you know, that's probably going to go into his – shortly after that, the Stanford Stanford flew in, the offense coordinator flew in um, two days later. So, And he asked him the same question. So I, thought, I just thought that was unique. But, you know uh, – the running back coach, I'm going blank right now, but I mean, but Strayton, yeah, he does a great, phenomenal job. I think the Cowboys came after him as a running back coach there for mm -hmm. a while. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, just dealing with him and but like I can't say enough about the staff. But Herb Hand's been, you know, if you've got to spend any time with with, with Herb, that you know, we have the same 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 likes. He, we went to New York about four or five months ago, and he told me restaurants I needed to go eat at. <laughs> you know, that's where he's from, so he yeah. knows. He knows. And he knows food. If you ever yeah, follow him, yeah. he definitely knows food. Yeah. Um, you mentioned since you brought it up, I'd love to talk about it. I've been uh, I've been a little behind, but I'm catching up on the Jordan documentary. Um, I grew up. I'm 35, so I grew up right in prime Michael Jordan time. I'm tired of these kids who don't know who Michael Jordan is and yeah. talk about how he he played against plumbers and stuff all the time. For a coach, I mean, my biggest takeaway is just he is the most psychotic competitor I've ever seen in my life. Um, for a coach, you know, these lessons on leadership that he's dropping in the thing, like how much have you taken away from it? Um, you know, and what, you know what, are your, what have been your thoughts on the whole project? You know, I haven't – I want to sit down and watch it, um, binge watch the whole thing. So I've watched bits and pieces of it, and, um, and, and our coaches are watching it, and they're sending it out to kids and – you know, with our Zoom meetings and with the social media, we're sending out a lot. I got, I got, a, I get. I'm very fortunate that I get to work with some great coaches that really, truly care about kids and the development of kids and what type of fathers they're going to end up. You know, or, or you know, and employees or bosses or, you know, where they're going to go after football. So they're pouring into those kids, and a lot of them are pouring in these lessons that are shown. There's one on there that I actually went through the clip when I had a Zoom meeting with the running backs, and it shows them just running sprints at the end. Well, who's in the front? You know, yeah. he's Michael Jordan. He doesn't have to be in the front, but yet to be Michael Jordan, he has to be in the front. Right. And so um, just stuff like that, that your heart is working out. And it will go back to Jadarian. You know, that's him. He's, he's, he's there ready to go. We, we, we have workouts. He has not missed a single zoom meeting that I've had. And he's so, you know, I think that that's important. Um, just that he's where he's supposed to be. So there's a lot of similar traits um, he'd be embarrassed if, if he knew how much I was talking about him on this podcast. So, but, and I think that's unique too, but the Michael Jordan deal is not just a fierce competitor, but watch the way he practices, watch how he holds his teammates accountable because they're the ones out there on the field or the court that, you know, the coaching aspect of it is, is done. Cause there's sometimes that I'll look out there and say, that's not what we practiced on. Um, you know, somebody else from the stands, what are you doing? I, I'll say, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> that's not what we practiced. But I don't – you know what I mean? So, anyway, that, I think it's a great documentary to be hitting for kids right now who have a lot of time on their hands. So, 
uh, what uh, something if we want to continue to hit on what are the unique things about Jadarian, I can't tell you how many times I've been on campus at Texas to cover visits, like the pool party or, or whatever the case may be. And this is what happens. They, they leave from the pool or wherever that they're They come back to the field house. They get off a bus and media is standing there waiting for them. Guys like me. And they love it. Kids love it. You know, they, they get off, they take pictures, they, they talk to media and every single time it's like JD does everything he can to kind of slink out through the back and hope he doesn't get noticed. And that's just in this age of recruiting uh, with a kid is highly ranked to say, you just don't, don't see it a lot. I usually have to chase him down and he looks at me and goes, Oh yeah, I know you, you've been out to Tennyson. So I'll talk to you. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, that's the unique part about it is there's literally no, there's no hype to him, no prima donna to to his game. No, coach Coach Gundy, Coach Gundy showed up or came by campus, and and, and it was, this is just kind of and about the same time when they were, we were all in the library. Um, Jadarian came in, and my wife was there. He went to talk to my wife first. And, you know, he didn't go running over to. I know it's kind of confusing a little bit, but in, in the aspect, of, it's just interesting to me. Yeah. Um, that that he knows that hey, you know, hi, Mrs. Rogers, how are you today? Not hey, uh, you know, but that like you said, that's that's who. He, but I think he wants to be known for, you know, for who he is, right? Not what he does, not what he does, and right. and and that's the way he treats people, and and it's very unique. He he spent a lot of time, and you know, and he does it, he does it. Um, I can't say that that I'm responsible for any of it. Um, yeah, he does. He's he's a young man of character that's making the right decisions, and. Um, and, you know, you ask him, they interviewed him for Fox Sports, you know, what do you want to do? You know, what's your goal? You know, you know what's your future goals? And a, and a lot of people would at, that's getting that type of attention would say, I'm going to the NFL, baby. But he, he said, he, he goes, he, he looks at him and says, I want to win some playoff games, district championship. And, you know, before I graduate, I'd like to win a state championship. And I thought that's unique, too, because yeah. he's talking to his, his team. He, he, he wasn't saying I, he was saying we. We want to win. And I think that's important when you talk to kids or you interview kids is how many times do they say I or do they say we or do they say us? Right. Me? When they're team focused like that, it's uh, it's easy to get that leadership. Before we get out of here, I, I want your take on this. You've coached a lot of places. You've seen a lot of kids. Who are some of the best you've ever seen at the high school level? That, that I've coached or that I've coached against? Coached, coached against, just ever seen, you know, taking the field and, and seen them play. You know, um, Bobby Newcomb, I coached against him in New Mexico. He went on in Nebraska. Um, he was just – if he'd have been in the state of Texas uh, coming out of high school just because of the, the um, publicity, it would have taken off. I mean, he set all kinds of records at, at Nebraska. Coaching against him early on was, was difficult because he could do so much and he was so athletic. Darius Holland, um, my second year coaching, I didn't realize what – how good Darius was. He went on to play for the Packers. He has a Super Bowl ring and played for the University of, of Colorado. Uh, that I got to make a lot of connections through that, and I didn't realize that I was even making those connections when those college guys come in and recruiters come in. You build relationships with them. Um, Michael Carrillo at, at Sweetwater was probably he was probably he was probably about my height, but just played big. I think he he averaged like four points in the in the basketball season, but he was the MVP of the of the district. Um, he just made everybody better around him, and I thought that that was unique. You know, um, Keenan Ward played for me at Snyder. Uh, he went on. I think he started. I know he started three years at te Texas Tech as a free safety, maybe a strong safety. I talked to him, stay in touch with him. Just had a little boy. 
Um, in fact, I, I put it on Twitter and, and, and I tweeted something about, you know, congratulations. And then Mahomes tweets something and Mahomes gets like 20 million likes. And I, get, <laughs> and I get, and I get like six and I said, Hey, what's, what's the deal here? So, <laughs> what's the so, difference? What's the yeah, difference what's between the, the two of us? Um, uh, any, any others? Yeah. Well, there's, you know, once we get into my, my time here, you know, Wiley East had some kids that, the running back from McKinney North that's playing for, I think he's playing at Tampa Bay now. Yeah, Ronald Jones. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kid, they asked me on um, one of our local sport, um, sporting good or sports um, anchors asked me, how, what are you going to do with Ronald Jones? How, how, how are you going to stop him? I said, we're not. And, and they, go, they go, what do you mean? I said, what are you going to do? I said, we're going to tackle him. If we don't tackle him by the line of scrimmage, we might as well put our hands up like everybody else because there ain't anybody – or in this area that can catch him. I don't know if there's anybody still. Um, you know, the, the Matabuke kid that went to A&M. Yeah. You know. Um, you know Benjamin from Wiley East? Yeah, that, uh, you talk about – now, the good part about him was we beat Wiley East, and then they, then they started him the next week as a freshman. And then we didn't beat him. <laughs> there's just been – just in our area alone, um, that's what's so amazing. Uh, you know, Big Springs had some had some phenomenal athletes. Uh, Lubbock Estacada had some kids we played against that ended up in the NFL um, at, at one time. So there's just a, a lot of kids. But the main thing that – and I don't really look at – well, the kid at – look at Denton Ryan, uh, the, the um, kids playing quarterback at Oklahoma State. Yeah, Spencer Sanders, yeah, tremendous. Yeah, well, I, look, when we played Denton Ryan that first time, I, I was thinking, I sure hope we get a first down. <laughs> You know, and they just and they do such a great job. It's, you know, there's just so many kids out there that are so talented. But what you'll find is there's just a little bit of difference between the ones that make it. You know, that there's a lot of talent out there, but it seems like those character things start to show up. And you know, I think that's what we're we're doing in our program is we're really making sure that we're we're, we're trying to to uh, do that as much as athletic ability because you know, like I said, character is what's going to win you championships. And I really appreciate that part of, of the way you feel about treating people because it's it's similar to the way I feel. Is it, it matters how you treat people and coach. That's why, regardless of if you've got a Jadarian or not, uh, Denison's going to be a regular stop for me every year um, just to check in with you guys and see what you got. And, uh, man, it was good talking to you, good seeing you again. I hadn't seen you since you were carrying that cooler around the uh, DFW <laughs> clinic. Hey, yeah, that, that I wanted. It was, em- it was empty, by the way, right? Okay. <laughs> I kept asking somebody, anybody going to put any things in there? <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't tell my son, but he just graduated from Texas A&M, and he's going to go into coaching. And guess what I gave him as a graduation present? <laughs> that cooler? That, that cooler. <laughs> don't tell him I want it. So Won't do. We'll do. Hopefully he won't listen to this. Um, all right, Coach, well, we, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, good luck this season. Hope you guys get back to, to normal, and hope you and your family are staying safe. And can't wait to get out to Denison and see you guys. Now we'd love to have you. Hey, and don't forget to text me your address and your, and your shirt size because that stuff's on its way. All right. I appreciate it, Coach. Thank you for listening to another episode of the State of Recruiting's Open Mic. As a reminder, you can find the show on any major po- podcast platform, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. We would also like to ask that you go to any of those podcast platforms and subscribe, rate, and review our podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.